welcome to the Veteran Power Hour. Thank you for being here. I repeat, welcome to the Veteran Power Hour. This is officially the seventh Veteran Power Hour show since the debut show on December 17th, just, just a couple months ago. I really appreciate the feedback and support I've been getting from friends, family, the community. We have a lot of great guests lined up um, over the next few weeks, so so please stay tuned. If you're a return listener, I really appreciate you having you back. If you're a first-time listener, I appreciate you being here. And in the Veteran Power Hour, it, this is a podcast that, that connects the veteran community through direct interviews, talking points, and a various means of entertainment, which is a great way to for us to connect and really talk about what it is, what it means to be a veteran, and to share our experiences in a safe, fun, entertaining, and interesting way. So that that is what this represents. We're going to continue to grow. We're going to continue to adapt. I, I really like the process so far as far as how how the show is evolving uh, to, to give some good content and to share, to share some great stories here. I'm, I believe I mentioned last week that the Veteran Power Hour is officially in Facebook. So if you type in Veteran Power Hour on Facebook, it will bring up the page and that will give you access to all the podcasts to date. It will also have some additional content that is a little easier, um, is more accessible, hyperlinks and information that may have been that may have been presented during the respective interview. Thank you for your service portion of the show. It is on Apple Podcasts. You may well you may already know that because that's where you listen to this podcast. But it, it is definitely access, accessible on Apple Podcasts. In addition to Google Podcasts, I think that's what they call it. So it's getting pushed out there. It, it is accessible. And th that is a core theme of the Veteran Power Hour, having access to information and resources, particularly the Veteran Power Hour here. Uh, eventually, I, I do plan on having a website so we don't have to rely on Facebook or uh, supplemental means where it could just we could go right to the, you could go directly to the web link, whatever that may be. I'm not sure what that's going to be yet. Primary production is through Monco Radio, and the this gets broadcasted 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. on Monco Radio. So if you have the opportunity to listen to it um, in the moment from 9 a.m. To, to 10 a.m., please do. We are going to go back to uh, a live format, depending on what the accessibility is of um, guests and and who we're going to be interviewing on the show, or it'll be it'll be continued to be in the format of us, the guests and I meeting online virtually so we could get the, the interview recorded to make it accessible. But the intent and the goal is to have a portion of of this show in a live format. And then obviously it gets recorded into the podcast where you're listening to it and, and accessing it. So just please keep that in mind. Have a great show here today. It's going to go a little bit over an hour. And actually my introduction today with the podcast is, was a little bit different that you may have heard if you did listen to it on Monco Radio or, or earlier today. That'd be great if you did. If you listen to this twice, that's that's pretty awesome. But um, I, I really had to cut it short with, with the Monco Radio because the, the interview went close to an hour. It was great. And some of the highlight themes of the thank you for your service portion was situation, opportunity, and action. And what do I mean by that? JT, who our guest is going to be, great great story he, he had to share. Um, and as I thought about it and processed what we talked about for, for that hour in our conversation was how JT recognizes situation, he turned it into opportunity and took action to help him achieve and accomplish where he's at today. And it, it really speaks to his character, what he's done, and the amazing organization that he, he started. Consequence of Habit, which he's, he's going to share all about. It's a great organization, and I really highly encourage you to go to, to the Consequence of, of Habit website. Just type in Consequence, Consequence of Habit, and you'll find his website there. A lot of amazing podcasts there, and that's how, honestly, that's how we linked up. We connected through our network, and he provided me some support and some guidance, and I, I asked him if I could just interview him and hear his veteran experience and to just really hear from him directly what motivated him 
and helped him create this amazing organization, which you, you will hear about here shortly. Also, what we talked about in our conversation, it it really exemplifies the power of a veteran network and how we could come together and empower one another. I, it's just really awesome that that um, that we do that and we have those access points. So, big shout out to to JT and everyone who's been supporting the Veteran Power Hour so far because that's what it's about. It's really about us coming together and helping each other out and sharing resources and in, inspiring and, and motivating um, one another. And and also too, this this conversation we had really his story and his journey really characterizes the hopeful wanderer piece that I've talked about and, and referenced since the start of the, of the Veteran Power Hour show. Um, it, it really speaks to that and how we, we journey, we wander, and there's so many different ways and words we could use to try to understand our process and our journey and what it really means to be a veteran. I also want to share a resource and another source of information that I got through JT and through Consequence of Habit. And that was listening to his podcast, his second to last podcast that he had with Nick Lavery. He is an active duty Green Beret. And I think it was last week or the week prior. So within the last two weeks, his book was released called Objective Secure. Amazing book. I mean, I'm only 20 pages into it, but I highly recommend it. Um, Really an awesome read so far. And his story is just amazing. So go to Consequence of Habit and listen to that podcast so you could hear Nick Lavery's story and to learn more about this book because I'm just getting into it and it's it's a great read so far and I just wanted to highlight a piece from that book that I saw uh, that I read so far um, and Nick speaks to about how time is such a precious precious resource and it's limited to us all which is absolutely true and uh, I you know that's something I spoke about a um, few few weeks ago in the podcast and how I thank everyone for their time and how precious and how resourceful it is so it was really cool um, and motivating to see that in the book too. So just sharing that resources out, just it's about empowering veterans, one another, getting the word out there because there is a lot of information out there and things can get lost in translation sometimes, or it just, you know, we're, we barely skim the surface on some things. So that's what this represents too, sharing some resources uh, as well. And I'll get that on Facebook. Um, so direct access to that in, in the web link. One more thing before we go into the thank you for your service portion of today's Veteran Power Hour. It's in the form of a piece of entertainment, movie clip, which I hope really sets the tone for what you're about to hear for the next 50 or so minutes, okay? It's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines me. Bruce? Okay, that was from uh, Batman Begins. Not only do not not as a great trilogy, I'm a big uh, Hans Zimmer fan of the musical score, but I truly believe it does set the tone. It's really our actions define us. There's a lot behind our uniform that we wear. There's a lot of layers that we have, and it's a huge identity piece. It's a huge identity piece being a veteran. But there's so much more to being a veteran, and I hope that's what these conversations bring out. And we get to share with with each other, and then we could go on to share with our friends and family. So again, thank you for being here. Thank you for your time. I look forward to staying connected and enjoy the thank you for your service portion of today's Veteran Power Hour. Take care. Until next time. Welcome to the thank you for your service portion of today's Veteran Power Hour. I'm really excited to have a conversation with our featured guest today. 
His name is JT. JT, thanks for being here. Ah, oh, man, thanks for thanks for having me. I really appreciate being here. Well, this is great because I uh, you when we connected about a month ago, I really appreciate you reaching out through me through our networks and just the conversations we had has been really incredibly supportive, and I'm very appreciative of that because I'm now just entering the podcast world, and we're getting into uh, your story here shortly because you got an amazing backstory and what you've created with consequence of habit sneak preview sneak preview folks <laughs> so but uh i just really appreciate that to just have this opportunity to connect and also um you, you're a fellow air force guy, I am. so so i'm really excited to, to do that so thank you i appreciate this and um uh, we talked a little bit before uh we started the show here and you know you got a, a understanding of of what the thank you for your service portion represents yeah. and and what the overall Veteran Power Hour, what we're doing here at Montgomery County Community College on Monco Radio, is really to truly highlight the, the veteran and truly thank them for their service uh, and really take a deeper dive into what uh, our military service and what it means to be a veteran. Because a lot of times we just skim the surface. Yeah. So, so having this opportunity just to talk is, 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 I really have fun doing this and I really appreciate you, you being here. So, well, first of all, it's an honor to be here, and I appreciate the the, the offer. And uh, anytime we can connect, I mean, just just geographically, we're close. Uh, so, you know, one great thing that this area has is is a pretty strong veteran network. So, uh, yeah, to, to to have somebody else who's a veteran, Air Force veteran, at that, and then nice. uh, is is in the podcast world, man, I'm I'm stoked for it. Cool. Well. Um we, we we got to the first question, right? What branch of service, you know, were you in? We got that uh, Air Force. So were you active duty? Were you reserves? Were you guard? Uh, I, I was active duty. So I went in. I'm, I'm old, just just so everyone knows. Uh, I went in in 95, mm -hmm. uh, and I got out in 2000. So I was in, uh, I was just in four years in, God, I forget exactly. I mean, I didn't even forget how long. Uh, yeah, I got in just, just after I, I, I tried going to college and it yeah. didn't work out for me. I mean, I, matter of fact, it went terrible pretty, yeah. pretty quickly. So I got, I, I dropped out of college, went right into the air force. Um, and I got out not knowing that we were entering a really precarious time yeah. as far as military service goes. Uh, but, but yeah. Well, I was going to ask you, like, what was the motivation for, for, uh, you know, um, joining the air force. Well, was there, I, I know you said college and, and, you know, that's not very uncommon because it's, you know, I think when we're 17, 18, we're supposed to have it all figured out. We yeah. supposed to have everything mapped out, but a lot of times we don't. And, um, I've talked about in previous episodes, it's very difficult to meet ourselves where we're at mm. and, and identify. And, and a lot of times, you know, when we do that, the, the military is an option for that. So yeah. were there other motivators? For, why the Air Force? How, how did the Air Force, did the Air Force find you or did you find the Air Force? Oh, um, so I, my, my dad and my grandfather were both in the Air Force. Not that that was the, the, the driving factor for me, but um, first to get into the reasons of why I went in, I would love to say it was like, hey, it was just, I felt like it was my duty to serve my country. Uh, that was something that grew more after I was in, mm -hmm. uh, but at the time I was just struggling. I'm like, I, I don't know what to do with my life. The military for me was a way to, uh, move in a positive direction. Mm -hmm. Uh, but still it was an alternative to going to college or just going right into the workforce, right? Like I, it was, I was going to learn something. I was going to experience things. It was looked at, you know, like the optics of it was, it was a positive thing, um, so it was, I don't want to say it was buying time uh, because that, that, that gives my, my time in a uh, disservice, but, but early on when I first went in, that was probably more like, I, I don't know what else to do with myself. Yeah. And this seems like it's a viable option that uh, won't be shunned by everyone around me. And then as far as the air force goes, I looked around a couple different places and you know, I went yeah, because you know all the recruiters are around the same place, and I talked to a couple different recruiters, and, and my uncle Jim had said something to me once, and he was a Army Colonel, uh, West Point instructor, mm -hmm. uh, just a stellar uh, military career, and he said, "So you you think about going in enlisted?" And I, I said, "Yeah, Uncle Jim." 
He goes, and he said, uh, some words of advice, uh, playing war. I, I, I might be butchering this. Uh, now, this is obviously pre, pre 9-11, but playing war gets old. Uh, so just think about that, too. Like, mm-hmm. the, you know, the idea of, of uh, you know, a kid going in the, uh, the military and what that's going to look like and then the reality over time, right? Yeah. So um, I thought the option, the Air Force option was good that if I wanted to do things that were deemed gung-ho, there were opportunities. You yeah. know, there were, there were certain groups within those communities. And then if I wanted to learn something a little more technical, then that was always an option too. Yeah. Um, and well, where was home for you? So, so you know, you mentioned college and, and, and all that. So well, where was home? Like what, what, where were you living? Sure. Because a lot of times, I, I got to be honest, sometimes I forget to ask that. I, I really die. I, we really start to get going. But one thing I always forget is like, hey, where was home for you? Like, yeah. wh- where was home for you before you went off to service? Uh, so I graduated high school from, uh, I was living in the Poconos in PA. Okay. Up near a place called Lake Juan Paulpac. Yeah. Uh, graduated from Lake Juan Paulpac, Lake Juan Paulpac High School. And I was going to school in Scranton at this like, now, now, now let me say this. I was a, terrible student like i was adhd i struggled through school through school i really had a hard time with it so uh, i get out of high school barely and then i go off to a penn state one of the one of the things i could get into was one of those little satellite campuses yeah so i was going to penn state worthington up in scranton pennsylvania which was about 45 minutes from where i was living um but i was staying on like i wouldn't say on campus because there really wasn't much of one but i was staying in an apartment in scranton uh, and that's where I was living when I ended up enlisting. I was on delayed enlistment, I want to say for six months or so. So I, I had moved down to Strasburg, Pennsylvania. Okay. And my, my sister was going to school at East Strasburg. And I was just crashing in an apartment working at a working at a bike shop. I grew up working at bike shops. I was working at a bike shop down in uh, Strasburg until I, until I went off. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, that, that's what's... I, I, I really... It's really great having these conversations because the backstory is just as interesting as the the military experience yeah. sometimes as it is, and that, that's really um, amazing how, how you're able to identify that because it's it's challenging to do because just from the little bit you told me, like you, you recognized you had to do something, and it happened to be military service in the Air Force, and it gave you time to process. Yeah. Because I could absolutely relate. You know, I, I was a late bloomer in a lot of ways myself, too. But I knew I had to go into the military, and it happened to be the Air Force as well. So I hear what you're saying, and I, I truly believe a lot of our listeners do, too. Yeah. You know, and it's it's really cool to hear that because we we need that environment to to, to just process, figure things out, or however we want to, um, you know, conceptualize it. Yeah. Yeah, my idea behind it is, I mean, obviously it's changed quite a bit. I mean, I'm still... Uh, in a job where I protect and serve, but it was, it was, um, and, and I wonder, I, you know, I'm, I'm curious if I'd gone through that same process post nine 11, uh, how different, you know, just what it would have felt like, because it, yeah. you know, at the time, you know, we're talking, like I said, 95, you're going in, um, it, it's, it was actually now let me do my, redo my math. It was, I was in five years and three months. It just hit me. I went in 95, okay. 2000. Um, but the, you know, the, the thought process now, like the consequences, um, they're, they're, they're a lot more severe than what were anticipated going in the military in, in yeah. 95. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the, the mid, the mid nineties were a whole different set of circumstances and it wasn't even honestly on our radar. Uh, post nine eleven obviously changed the whole sure. script. Yeah. You know? 100%. Um, so again, I'm really excited to do this. I finally get to say, what was your AFSC? Yeah. You know, Air Force, because I've been using MOSs for, for my previous guests. So AFSC, Air Force, we like to be special. So it's our Air Force specialty code. So well, what was your, your job in the Air Force? <laughs> well, I went in, um, you know, here I am talking up the Air Force and you can do some really gung-ho stuff or some technical stuff uh, where uh, I, I didn't really do one of those, but... I went in, I thought I was going in for, I, this is how old I am. If you're an Air Force person, I went in security police, right? Before okay. security forces. Yep. <laughs> and I went in, I thought well, that I was going to be doing law enforcement. I was mm-hmm. going to be on the LE side. Because at the time, these two things were split. One was LE and one was security. And the security side did the more like um, weapon storage, flight line stuff. 
protecting aircraft and that, yeah, yeah, yeah assets yeah. and all that and i'm like eh, i'd rather do the more law enforcement and uh unbeknownst to me that's not i actually they said no you got switch you're you're doing the security side and um so yeah i went in security uh security police went to uh tech school started off in san antonio and then went on to they don't do it there anymore but at the time that you went to like an air base ground defense school in fort dix new jersey okay yeah so so you did um you know uh, San Antonio, Lackland Air Force Base is the standard where everyone goes. It's the gateway to the Air Force yeah. if you're going the, the enlisted route for basic training. And there's also some tech schools there. That, that's yep. So that's where you, so you were there for your, your basic training um, and then eventually your, your AFSC training. Half of it was there. Oh, half of it, okay. And then the, ha- the other half was at, uh, was at Fort X, yeah. Okay, yeah. And now, now I think it's like joint base, uh, joint base with McGuire and Fort Dix. Yeah, so. yeah. At the time we were, we were just on the, on the army side, you know, if they had some old army barracks, they, they threw us up in and, and, um, I mean, you did, I don't want to offend. I think some army guys would be mad if I said this, but, but you did some, uh, quasi army, you know, you did some more army kind of stuff. You went yeah. on a bivouac, you know, like you did, you did some <laughs> stuff. And then, uh, uh, I, and then I went off to my first station, which was, uh, mine on air force base. Oh, nice. I, I was just going to ask you. So but, but before we go there, it's like, trust me, the Ar- Army loves to take our, <laughs> yeah, right. our, our slaps at us. I, I know I was stationed at Eilson Air Force Base, and the, the, the neighboring post was Fort Wainwright, and we used to call it Fort Ain't Right. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so it, it's a good, it's 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 a camaraderie piece. It's it's fun to, you know, poke fun at one another. So, oh, yeah. Um, so you, you said your, your first duty station was... Was my, where? Why not? Uh, North Dakota. Oh, geez. You, you, we, you know, some bases have uh, nicknames. I heard somebody called it Mine Rot, you know, because yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's a tough duty station from, from what I heard. Oh, well, let, let's hear that. That's, that's just from what I heard. Sure. But it's, it'd be great to hear your, your experience. I think it would depend on what, you know, well, I'll say this. It was the first place I went to, so it's what I knew. Um, I mean, the weather sucks, right? The yeah. weather's really really bad and i worked the uh i worked the missile fields there so i don't know what it's like now but but we're still you know it's the 90s we're still coming off the cold war uh i think i mean it's it's declassified and, and it's pretty common knowledge and things have changed since then i think but at yeah. one point if north dakota north dakota was its own country it would have been like the third largest leader in, in nukes like it was, oh I mean, yeah it's quick to the story yeah, the yeah, arsenal yeah yeah, yeah the, huge <laughs> so um I was out there guarding, guarding those, uh, which was, which was interesting, but you know, it's like a snapshot in people's lives. You know, like I'm 19, I'm 20 years old. You're around people like some of your best friends. Mm -hmm. Um, the circumstances can be not great. Uh, but you're, you'll still make like, I mean, some of the best memories I have are from being stationed at Minot, North Dakota. So if I'd been at a different uh, part of my life, like later on, I certainly want to want to go there with a family. Um, yeah, but yeah, I still I had, a, I had a blast, man. I had a blast. Yeah, and I imagine, and I'm speaking from my experience here as well. I imagine because of that, you said you were 19, 20, so you're just really yeah. starting off as a kid. Yeah, as a kid. So the, those are like the, the the golden age years of college time, right? Sure. So you know th- that experience was almost like those those four years of of college years that. You know, you, you hear individuals, you know, our age, because we're, we're very close, we're similar in age, um, talk about, oh, I remember, you know, getting to, you know, my sophomore or college yeah, year. Yeah. But for, for, for us, it's more like, man, I remember my first duty station. It's right, you know, you were there for how, how many years were you there? I think it was there about two years, about two, two and a half-ish. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so the, the, your, your, your freshman and sophomore year, uh, arguably, right, in, yeah. in the Air Force, right? And then, so... Um, I just share that because that I think that's why it's so formidable and so memorable because it's such a unique experience. You're, you're going from the state of Pennsylvania to North Dakota, right? Yeah. And then it's like, oh wow, it's and and, and not only that, yeah. you just had all this amazing training, this formal training, and, and here you are, and that that you know, it's a lifetime of memories. Yeah, one hundred percent. And just geographically, it's a unique place. Um, I'd never seen a place so flat. I'd never seen a place with so few trees. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was different. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've wondered like if I was actually in college at that, if I look back to how fond my time 
in North Dakota in the middle of the winter was like, I can only imagine somebody who's, I don't know, some amazing college campus, like with, yeah. you know, all these parties going like on. USC or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> but I probably wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have made it. It's a good thing. I, they sent me to North Dakota, like keep me out of trouble. Same thing. I, I needed that structure. I was, yeah. I was not equipped for, you know, uh, uh, open-ended college campus lifestyle, no, no. you know? Um, so, so I, re- I could absolutely re- relate and understand. Um, uh, so yeah, so North Dakota, and I imagine, I wanted to say this too. I imagine being in, you know, especially on the winter and those, the, the, the weather and the challenging environment actually, I think kind of helps with forming those relationships because if you're like say stationed in hawaii or everyone's off doing their own thing yeah you make their buddies but i i I, again i'm making an assumption here again a little bit based off my experience but you know being in those harsher environments you know you were in a position to form those memorable lifetime long-term relationships yeah you go through i mean I wasn't, I wasn't in during uh, combat and this is no way of, of comparing those two at all. But I do know anytime you're through an experience that may be um, looked at it is unpleasant or has potential to be unpleasant, that builds a, a connection, right? Like yeah, uh, you kind of have the shared purpose and, and you're doing the same thing and you go through these, these same things and yeah, you're going to build a camaraderie. And, and to this day, uh, I have some of my best friends uh, uh, from those. Uh, yeah, from mine up. Oh, that, that, that's that's cool. Um, well, I appreciate you sharing that because it's. I, I always like going down memory lane with stuff like yeah. that. It's, it's really cool to 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 hear those experiences because you know, as as a you know, um, I'm connecting with veterans and having these thank you for your service uh, interviews. It's the, the, there's definitely a common theme, but there's always something very unique, particular to the individual. And I think that's, what's so great about this because it's like, man, I hear you saying I can relate, but hearing your unique experience is, you know, that's JT's, Yeah, you know? And, yeah. and um, so that, that, that's, what's, that's, what's really fun about this. You yeah, know? for sure. Um, so you, you were there like two, two years, right? Mm-hmm. So where else did the air force take you stateside internationally? Yeah, so even I was an I was an Airman Basic when I got my first TUI. To, okay. Yeah. Um, it was a last minute thing at the time. We were. That's not even no stripes on 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 your sleeve, right? Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. The, the, yeah. I went to uh, uh, Cobart Towers. Had just the bombing at Cobart Towers had just happened. Okay. Um, and in Saudi Arabia, uh, so somebody had gotten deployed. There was an emergency. They had to come home. So that was my first. They first sent me to. Um, Dahran, Saudi okay. Arabia. Yep. And I was there only a short period of time. And then they sent me to, I've heard it to a couple different ways, Al Jabber or Al Jabbar, Kuwait. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so I was there in 96. Okay. Um, but, but it wasn't a very, it wasn't a very long TDY. Um, and then f- after my next actual duty station, I was in Inselik, Turkey for, oh, nice. I think 15 months. Okay. Um, and then after that, I, I had uh, uh, I was at McClellan Air Force Base, which is out in Statwell. Was it's no longer around? Uh, it was out in Sacramento. Okay. Yep. Oh wow. So yeah. Well, just it. You know, I I imagine in you know looking back, five years is seems like a snapshot almost sure. in some ways. But you know, you almost in you know three different countries: Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, Turkey. Uh, you were stateside at North Dakota, and then eventually you finished. So you finished out your Air Force career out in California. I did. I had um, I had cross trained, so I'd extended. Or I tried to cross train. Um, I had extended my my orders to 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 cross train. I was tried out for combat control. Uh-huh. Got injured um, at the training, so they 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 sent me back to Sacramento, and um, I was like, yeah, I just going to finish my time out. I finished my time out in Sacramento, and and. Uh, I actually stayed out there for a bit when I got out. You did. Okay. That's interesting. So um, what I mentioned in, in previous episodes is is a lot of times we enter the hopeful wander phase. I like to call it the oh. hopeful wander phase because it's like you were there in California for, for X amount of time and then you found your way back. So where was home then for you once? <laughs> I, is, I, how did that is, journey? Yeah, this is uh we're going to go down a rabbit hole here. Um so you mentioned like needing structure, right? Like you needed mm-hmm. structure. And that's been my story uh, from the time I was a little kid. So I went, uh, I, I get out in 95. I stay out in California 
I'd had, I blew some opportunities. I had a job lined up with, um, uh, the department of energy. I said, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. It was the same kind of stuff I did in the military. And this was out in like Livermore, California, Livermore yeah. laboratories. Um, so I thought all these opportunities were going to come my way. And, and I very quickly found that that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I'd been cured of kind of my ADHD of, of like, uh, not needing structure. And then I would, I, you know, the, the air force had taught me the discipline and everything I needed, um, to, to navigate life. And, and I had it figured out, uh, I was mistaken. <laughs> so, yeah. um, I kind of self-destructed for a short period of time. I worked a lot of different construction jobs. I did tiling for a while. Um, I did landscaping jobs. I, I ended up just doing blue collar and, and I mean, it was, I worked hard, but, but I also was, I was lost, man. Like I was, yeah. And you're talking about identity of being in the, in the military and then that's gone. Um, because in the, in the military, I, I excelled, I, I did, I did mm-hmm. well. And, and, um, I thought that that was going to translate to the civilian side and, and, but without those, uh, that structure in place and those, and the accountability in place, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't do well. So I stayed out there for maybe a year and a half. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a significant amount of time, especially. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, I, I, you know, I joke around, I, I talk about, it. it was kind of my lost year cause I was bouncing around. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy who probably listened to this, uh, one or two that I've, crash on their couches, uh, for, because I didn't really have, you know, a set place for a while where I was living. I was kind of just bouncing around doing whatever I could to get by and, and, uh, was really just going down, heading in the wrong direction, like suffering, yeah. um, without knowing it in real time on how bad the separation from the military was affecting me. That's, that's really interesting. You bring that up because I, I know when we transition into what you've established in the organization you have, I, I you know, you know, you got a lot of great um, information, what you've done with consequence of habit. And I, I think it touches upon that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, as a fellow veteran and, and that too, we, we don't know, we think the grass is greener on the other side and we could throw out all sorts of cliches, sure. right? Um, and, but we don't know. And you said something really interesting, like you didn't know in real time, yeah. like in hindsight, it's always easy to analyze mm-hmm. and, you know, be our own Monday morning quarterback, yeah. if you will. Um, but I, I, you know, it's the, the, the transition and, um, that was some of the motivation I had with this. Like I, I, you know, I, I was there in my own way in some ways, like as, you know, hopeless wanderer and i wanted to flip the script as for hopeful wanderer yeah and and it sounds like you were there in your own way as far as like hey i'm wandering but i go back to the original quote that i started that kind of set the tone for the veteran power hour and it's like not all those who wander are lost and it was by tolkien you know the, the great writer who wrote lord of the rings and then the hobbit and he, he was a war war one war war two veteran um, I'm sure the fact check, it's World War One or War II. I'm sorry, fact checkers, if you're <laughs> out there. But his story is amazing, and I, I reflect on that a lot, you know? And it's like, hey, I'm allowed to wander to figure out things, but there, there, there's no timeline for that. But when you're in the moment, and it, it's tough. Yeah. And I it's okay to acknowledge that. I don't even think I, I realized how bad I was screwing up. Um, and to be, you know, completely honest, I'm, I'm, I consider myself fortunate that uh, some of the repercussions weren't as, as bad. Uh, cause you know, I'm a firm believer. You become what you surround yourself with. You're in the yeah. military and you surround yourself with the right people. You're going to excel, right? There's a standard. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't practice that on uh, when I got out and I was, I was not doing well. Um, and I came back East. I flew, I flew back East for a wedding. Okay. And a good buddy of mine, Matt was getting married and he lived in Annapolis and I was, it was, I was home for a week. And I was around positive people um, doing good things that like cared for me. And uh, it's what I needed. That was the medicine I needed that I'm like, I'm, I'm not doing well. I need to, ch- I, mean, I need to make some massive changes in my life. I got on a plane. I flew back to California. Uh, I sold everything I had, which wasn't much. Um, yeah. I packed up a Jeep Wrangler. Well, well I think I sold the back seat. Did I have back seats? I don't think I had back seats for it. I think I sold the back. I like, I had nothing. And everything I owned fit in a Jeep Wrangler yeah. uh, to include my dog. And I left. I left town. Like, I got a, I got rid of everything, uh, collected anyone who owed me any money, like, and then just got on the road and left. Yeah. 
And that was, I, I got home uh, the day before. So this would have been December 23rd, uh, 2001. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then when you say back home, it, it was in the, in the Pocono area region? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, I think it's 2001. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I was at the time I, I just went home. Like I went to where, you know, when my mom was living, uh, stayed there for a bit until I got uh, working construction, came back with nothing, right? I had no plan, came back, started working construction jobs for a bit. I uh, got, and then until I scored a, a job working as a, as a forest ranger for uh, DCNR, Department of Conservation Natural Resources for the state of Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. Yeah. How that, that's, that's interesting how, how we, we come to terms w- with ourselves. Sometimes it's by accident and sometimes it's intentional. Yeah. You know, and it's just written, you know, and here, hearing these stories, it, it is motivating and encouraging because there's a lot of people out there like that experience that in the moment now. Um, and, and, uh, you know, we hope they have an access point to this to listen, but hearing these stories and hearing your story, JT, it, it gives them hope, you know, uh, and, 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 uh, like hey it's gonna be all right i'm gonna get through this but it's okay to be lost in translation yeah and it's so critical to acknowledge but that that's hard i mean it's easier said than done like um last week's uh podcast on a, on a previous version you know we talked about leadership a little bit and mm-hmm. leadership is easy to talk about it's a whole different um to put in the practice yeah. it's a lot harder to put in the practice and same thing with acknowledging and being truly in tune with ourselves yes yeah, it's, um, it's just be like mindfulness is is a to be mindful of what you're doing uh, in the moment and understanding like that, that, that's that period of time between um, like a stimulus and an action to realize like, all right, you know, I'm doing this because uh, I'm feeling this certain way and like be able to stop yourself in, in that time. And, and I wasn't, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't mature enough. I mean, like you, you talked about being a late bloomer. I was a very late bloomer. Yeah. Um, I don't, I wasn't mature enough at the, at the time to realize the direction I was heading. And it, it, I always, this has happened a couple of times in my life where I have a glimpse of clarity mm-hmm. and that, that week at that wedding was that, that glimpse of clarity for me to realize like, um, you're messing up. Yeah. You got to do something and you got to do something drastic and it's, you, you better start doing it tomorrow. And that's, that's pretty much what happened. Yeah. Oh, Wow. That's again. I, I I say thanks a lot. I mean, this is the thank you for your service portion. So <laughs> I I, was, I say it half jokingly. I, I I say thanks a lot. But no, th- thank you for sharing that because it it it's really important. It helps you, um, you know, identify how you got here and inventory and all that stuff. Because I would just want to. I'd like to ask you one more question sure. regarding your military service. Absolutely. And then I you know I really look forward to transitioning into talking about the organization sure. that you started. Um. So. What would the current JT say to the then JT just entering the U.S. Air Force? Uh, I would say, and I think that any, everyone can say this, that you have no idea how special the moments are when you're living them. Right? Mm-hmm. So it would be um, some gratitude towards that. And then realizing that how unique some of your experiences that you're having are. Um, I mean, I remember being overseas in times and like looking around, like, how the hell did I get myself here? Yeah. Like looking, you know, just being in such a strange place, um, but not having the gratitude during that to, to, to understand how unique that experience is uh, and really soak, soak it in a little bit more. Yeah. That would be, that would be my message for, for, for me going in would be like, you're about to start a journey and it's going to be an exciting one. You, you need to try and, and um, you need to try and appreciate and, and really take it all in a, a, as you go. Yeah. Well, as the saying goes, this probably is not the most coolest thing to put it is like, take time and smell the roses. Or yeah. Whatever. You know yeah, what I'm saying? For like, sure. Hey, yeah. t- take it all in instead of just breezing through that environment, just like inventorying where we're at in the moment. That takes discipline. That takes I mean, and honestly, I mean, if 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 uh, we don't have a mentor to to tell, and I, when I was seventeen, uh, eighteen, nineteen, somebody would tell me, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, whatever, dude, you know, and I would just go about, but but at the same time, I look back on it, and I'm like, wow, yeah, that's there's a lot of value in that, and there's times when it's not fun, but 
I think there's a lot of people that have gone through, you know, they say like embrace the suck. They've gone through a, and there's a lot of people like, dude, this guy was in the air force in the mid nineties. Like he has no idea what the suck is. So, uh, and, and you're, you're, listen, you're all right. But at the, at the same time, the times when you're in and it's not fun. Yeah. Are the times that most people look back and realize that those are the, the times where they've, you know, with friction comes growth and with friction comes connection yeah. with the people around you. Um, and I think that's, uh, universally when I talk to people, they look back at those times, uh, w- with a nostalgia that you never thought you would have while going through it. Yeah. You know? Oh no, that, that, this, these are great talking points and it gives, I well definitely gives me something to think about and reflect on. Cause it, it really helps put, you know, our experiences in, into uh, a different perspective through a different lens, Yeah, you know, that, you know, um, but well, I appreciate that. Yeah. Thanks. Um, so, you know, I want to transition it, you know, like when we connected about a little over a month ago, I, I was immediately, uh, thankful for that. And then as I learned more about the organization you established, I was like, wow, this is really great. I look forward to this opportunity to learn more and then to eventually do what we're doing today. Sure. Um, so can, can you please tell us about the organization you started the consequence of habit and what's its purpose? Sure. So, uh, the, I mean, the, the title says it's consequence of habit. Like what is it we do on a habitual basis? Mm-hmm. And is it add something, is it something that adds value to your life or is it something that kind of compromises you from being the person like you could be, whether that be the, uh, the father, mother, you know, a son, like anything that you, you think of yourself as, right? So I can say, as a husband, as a father, as a son, as a uh, first responder, all of these things, um, I found that there were some there were some bad habits I had that were that were compromising me. Mm-hmm. They were can't they were really holding me back, and they had been for a long time. And for me, that had to do with alcohol, right? So, um, the Air Force taught me a lot of great things. Uh, I said, you become what you surround yourself with. And when I was in, I surrounded myself with people who like to party. Yeah. And, and I think that's a really common thing within these communities. Uh, and I look back and I have some great fond memories. Uh, but you know, some people at a point in their life, uh, they don't, they just stop living that way. Right. They, yeah. they go, all right, this is no longer for me. Other people, they lose when they lose identity of being in those communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they still have some of the bad habits uh, well, they really struggle, right? Um, and then, you know, they start self-medicating, they start doing things to feel good. And, um, I realized that just like I said, I came to a crossroads in my life at that wedding. I came to a crossroads in my life where I'm like, I got to make a change. I'm I'm doing stuff, uh, that is, is really, uh, it's not healthy. It's not conducive to being the, this idea of what I wanted to be. So I need to start making uh, some, some changes. So for me, that was, um, I quit drinking mm-hmm. and I did that through like a 12 step kind of program. And about a year after that, like I'm looking back and I'm going, man, my life has gotten exponentially better. There's a lot less drama in my life. Um, let me, let me, let me start exploring this. And I had this studio that we're sitting in right now. And I hit, I came down here one night, everybody had gone to bed and I just hit record and I started this thing, a uh, consequence of habit. What? Like I just start talking about it. Yeah, I started talking about my, my life, my journey, my habits, the consequences, and uh, exploring them. Let's like, hey, man, I'm going to make some changes. These are the things I've done. These are the things I'm going to continue to try and do. And that grew, that grew pretty fast. And people started tuning in. Uh, I don't tailor it just for the veteran and, and first responder community, but I know those communities well. Yeah. Um, and they, I, I can identify with them uh-huh. and I understand them. So the I started inviting other people on from uh, those communities. I've had all kinds of different people come on, tell their stories uh, of great habits, the things that have been super, that helped them become super successful. Other ones that are, um, you know, the opposite, like people that have come very close to death because of, of their habits or, or they've been suffering with PTSD um, or, or, or TBIs. And, you know, all of these things blend together. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're struggling in one way, whether it be depression or any, you know, anything around the, the, uh, issues with your mental health, self-medicating comes quick, yeah. uh, you know, and, and it's really common, uh, f- for these, for these people. So, 
uh, I had a lot of them come on and tell their story of, of uh, their experiences, changes they made in their life, uh, and the positive effects that they've they've um, they've had because of change. Yeah. So, uh, about a year into doing that podcast, that was a weekly podcast. Uh, and I had everything from professional athletes to, you know, entrepreneurs to all kinds of different people come on. Um, about a year into that, I was, I was like, man, we, we, you know, we've got some great content here. And I've talked, I've been, I've had the honor of talking to some amazing people, but how can we synthesize this information and do something more? Like, yeah. you know, more than, and I don't want to downplay and say, Hey, like, it's just these people telling their stories because that's what this is about, right? It's a platform. Yeah. Um, but let's actually hold events. And so that's what the idea that kind of sparked a uh, consequence of a habit as a, as a uh, 501c3 nonprofit. Okay. Um, and anyone who's gone through that process will know that it's not easy. It's kind of daunting. Yeah. It's time consuming. It costs money. Um, but we did everything with it to to build that, and uh, now we are we're up and running. We've got, you know, we're just starting to get some support uh, from some great organizations to include the Patriot Fund uh-huh. um, and and Athletic Brewing, which is an absolutely amazing craft non alcohol beer company, which has been part of my journey from the very beginning. Yeah. They've been awesome, uh, and we're we're doing programs, man. We got one coming up here soon. I was, it's almost like you had a sneak preview to these questions. <laughs> At least we ran into one. That's really awesome and incredibly motivating. Cause, um, I, I want to, you know, ask you this question, but you know, I want to share, I have a lot of thoughts, um, and I'm processing a lot right now as, sure. as what you just shared, because it's really great, amazing stuff. Um, so well, what are some of you mentioned it? Um, and, so, well, what are some of the other things Consequence of Habit is doing in addition to the podcast? I know you have an event coming up. We briefly talked about it, but I, it, it'd be really great to hear more so our audience could. Sure. Uh, so the first event that we are holding, it's going to be a mindfulness, meditation, and movement uh, workshop. And this is specifically designed for uh, first responders and active duty and veterans. Okay. Uh, so active duty military and veterans. Uh, one of the hosts is a is a retired Navy SEAL commander, John McCaskill. Um, John's been involved in in some of the missions that that everyone they've been highly publicized. People will know about. Yeah, if you saw the movie Lone Survivor, uh-huh. um, and and he struggled. He struggled like a lot of veterans do. Uh, yeah. some of his best friends didn't make it. Uh, so he went through a, a really dark, dark period, and it was through mindfulness and meditation that kind of really helped him out of his, his dark places. Uh, and Dr. Teresa Larson, she was on the, the podcast here. She's a, uh, was in the Marines had dealt with some of her own, uh, struggles uh, along the way. And has been, um, has been fantastic in, in helping people, especially veterans dealing with uh, physical, uh, uh, she's a physical therapist Yeah, and she's been fantastic in, in helping people. So she's, she's going to come in and help with the movement thing. Uh, and this is going to be down in Do, not on the Dover Air Force Base. This is going to be a building just uh, about a half mile from uh, from Dover. Uh, and we're going to bring in veterans, first responders. We're going to teach them about mindfulness, about meditation, and about the the, the mind body connection. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, a lot of people in these communities, the, the, there's alternatives to to. Uh, alternative ways to dealing with trauma and stress. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think we're seeing more and more people open-minded to, to these alternatives because we realize that maybe just, you know, n- not to say that medication isn't uh, can't be a part of this, but there's other things we can do, right? Like, yeah. can't, we just can't throw pills at things. and It shouldn't be a one-stop shop. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so A one-size-fits-all. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. So uh, that's going to be April 5th down in Dover. Uh, this, the, to register, it's... Uh, so you would go to consequenceofhabit.org and yeah. we have a registration there. It's free of charge. Uh, we're flying these people in uh, from from Colorado. We're really, oh, wow. ex- yeah, we're really excited about this. Uh, I, I I foresee this being the first of of uh, other events throughout the year that are going to be specifically for the veteran uh, yeah. community. Uh, on top of that, we're doing other events that are not veteran specific, but we're going to have probably we're hoping. Uh, uh, four to five different, just very veteran specific events. Oh, wow. That's, that's great. And, and I'm, I'm happy to share that link out and Maybe absolutely. Great. Cause I, 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 uh, 
um, Veteran Power doesn't have a website yet, so I'm I'm using the, I like to call it the Facebook machine. Right? So it 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 has all the podcasts. It would definitely have um, our conversation on it today, and I will absolutely uh, put put that on there so so people have that access point. That'd be great. And speaking of access, um, I like using that a lot. Access and accountability because it sounds like what you're doing with this event on on April fifth, right? Mm, correct. Um, is giving veterans and first responders uh, access to wellness whole health, et cetera. I mean, there's so many great ways to, to put it um, because I believe just human beings in nature, we want to hold people accountable the best way possible. We want to see, you know, I think it's good to see what we want to see people get better and succeed and all that. So that's why I like to say access and accountability Yeah, and, and for individuals, whether we're a first responder, a veteran, or, or anything beyond, a human being in general, we all have our hard times, we have our tough times, and we need tools in our toolbox. But more importantly, or just as important, is we need somebody to help us how to use those tools, those, 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 those overwhelming tools, so we could manage yeah. our challenges and, and identify those habits that we want to create. So to, 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 to uh, stop a particular habit that is very not you know, not beneficial to us. And on the flip side of this, okay, yeah, I know that's a problem, but what do I want to replace it with? What is it that I see myself doing? So I just, yeah, I know that you're exactly, you're dead on, you're dead on. And, um, you know, I think what, if there's any positives to the struggles that veterans have gone through is we, we realize that, um, there is a natural response to trauma mm-hmm. and stress. Yeah. And, and this, this idea of sucking it up has a time and a place. You know, in the military, you talk, hey, suck, suck it up. Yeah. Now, if you're in a combat zone, you're going to need to suck it up. Like there's, you know. Yeah. yeah. But, That's not the moment to take pause and process. Yeah, and, yeah. You don't, yeah. Don't start meditating that. Right? <laughs> like it's, it, but, but, uh, but at the same time, there's a shelf life to that. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand that, that, you need uh, ways to work through those things, uh, and that that true courage. Yeah, and I believe this, man. This that true courage is is facing some of the demons uh, that you have, mm-hmm. um, and, and and face them head on, man. And if whatever tools you need to make that happen, uh, you you deserve it for yourself. You, your family deserves it. Yeah, uh, everyone around you deserves it. It's it's an you know, it's an investment in you and it is being, it's, 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 but it's bigger than you. Like, like, yeah. you know, you're, you're part of something bigger than just you. There's a lot of people that look up to you that need you around. So, so, uh, let, let's figure out how to help each other, uh, get each other in a healthier place. And, um, I mean, we deserve it to, to, as a, as, as a service to our, our veterans, right. Yeah. And, our, and our first responders, like they deserve it. No, no, absolutely. Um, and, you know, over the years, while well, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do when I grow up, yeah. you know, you and me both. <laughs> um, is, you know, we have to manage a particular situation or it will manage us. Yes. And, yes. and having, you know, so, so like, like with all the training, you know, we've done respectively in our own ways in the Air Force and what you're doing as a first responder, you know, it's, it's, it's all those reps, it's all, all that that pra- like sports is a good metaphor with that because it's like it's really cool to talk about sports and reps and you know all that other stuff. But actually, when it comes to play the game and and you know produce and deliver, you're not thinking about it because yeah. the the time to deliver and deal with it and manage a particular situation, you don't have time to think about it. It just comes naturally. Yeah. And I think you know with wellness training and and it's a different shift because we go from a model of like suck it off, just deal with it, and then when it's time to Get into that. I'll say, I'll say it like touchy feely stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's uncharted territory. Oh, don't go there. Yeah. No, but we have to. And and as you know, like you said, as as a, it's a responsibility of ourselves. So whether we're identifying it first or whatnot. So I say that because it's this is truly an amazing um, resource to do that. Yeah, you know, and it's it's a tool that people could put in their toolbox because there's so much information out there. I, I get it and I acknowledge. It, it's overwhelming. But when we find those sources and it's something we could hang on to, this is, you know, an April 5th event like this is something we could just, you know, wander, have, you know, this is a perfect hopeful wanderer, you know, um, you know, GPS coordinate to yeah. put it on their map. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 100%. And I encourage everybody. We're, 
we're filling up quick. So if you want to sign up, then, then I encourage you to do it because, um, you know, the room holds 75, right? So we're, yeah. and, and we fully expect to be at max capacity. Uh, and, and yeah, if you, even if you're curious, man, I, I promise you there's going to be, uh, Dr. Teresa Larson is going to be doing some stuff around movement. Uh, you think you're a, a badass? Come out, come, yeah. come join us because she's going to push you. And yeah. Like I said, this isn't just we're not sitting around in in Birkenstocks and in you know crisscross applesauce smelling like patchouli oil <laughs> yeah, yeah. and and like we're there's going to be some work being done. Yeah. Um. And there's going to be I think there's going to be a lot of positive things uh, that that come from it. No, that, that, that's that's great. I'm 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 like I said, I keep saying thank you, and I, I'm excited to to hear this because it, it is motivating because it's. It's it's an uphill battle, it seems like in a oh, lot yeah. of ways, and and I will, um, I'll say I'll say this about like human behavior in general is it's predictably unpredictable, yeah. and we, we have to, and that goes for ourselves internally. You know, yeah, we should have a general understanding of uh, what we're capable of and what our trigger points are and whatnot. But you know, in in the, in the behavioral therapy or behavioral psychology, there's the simple ABCs, right? There's the antecedent, the behavior. And the consequence, and that wasn't by design. Whether so, maybe that was by design. Because when I saw a consequence of a habit, I'm like, wow, that that speaks to the ABCs. Because we're always we have to identify. What's great about the ABCs is we identify helps us identify a behavior we want to modify or increase. You know, decrease because it's not productive, or increase because we there's value to it. Yeah, and there's always a trigger to that. There's an antecedent that's prompting a certain behavior. Um, that's undesirable and it leads to a particular consequence. Sure, yeah. And on the flip side of the coin is like, okay, what's the antecedent for me to go to a wellness? Like the behavior is I want to engage in these mindfulness things. So the consequence, it gives me, um, uh, it eases my mind and helps me manage life. Yeah. You know, they, it doesn't have to be linked to a particular one set trauma. I mean, that could be it, but you know, like, I'm speaking more for myself. It's like, hey, it's a, I can't really pinpoint what's going on right now. All I know is my behavior is I'm a little overwhelmed. I'm thinking too much or I, I need something to curb that. Yes. So and- I, I just, I just, those are thoughts I've been having as I've been listening, as we've been talking. Yeah. And, that. and that's what I think it's all about is um, I want everybody to know, I, I know we're short on time here, but I, I want everybody to, to realize that uh, if you're suffering, and, and suffering is different, man. Some people say, I feel depressed. Some people seek out um, a behavior that, that makes them feel good short term. Mm-hmm. If you're doing that on a regular basis, uh, however, whatever that is, man, there's a million poison out, poisons out there. So whatever it is you're chasing, um, be curious about that. Yeah. When you see it in your, in your, your fellow brothers and sisters, be curious in that and, and realize that if somebody's suffering, that that's not a weakness. I, you know, I compare this to altitude sickness. You, everyone can go up the same mountain and at different points, you're going to get, people are going to altitude sick. Yeah. Right? They're going to experience altitude sickness. No one will say push through that, right? Because we know it's not safe yeah. and it can so, potentially be deadly. So I'm not getting oxygen to my brain. Oh, right, keep right, going. Keep going. Right. Uh, so you may have altitude sickness for your time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, but genetically, some people will be able to go further, but what we all have in common at some point we reach a limit where we can't continue to go because it, it's, it becomes yeah. too much. Now the person who got it lower, it's not, it had nothing to do with toughness, it had nothing to do with it. They couldn't handle it. It's just, you know, it's the wiring. Yeah. So, so it, it's in some basic physiology. That's yes. things are in different places. And it's just how the it's chemicals is, it's everything. So just, yeah. uh, accepting that and, and, you know, showing some empathy and, and, um, you know, this whole thing, you know, we're, we're supposed to look out for each other and, and that's what we're, that's what we're here to do. So, yeah, no, that, that that's great. Um, I, and again, more great feedback and just really, this is great stimulating dialogue based off these talking points. Is there anything else you would like to share and highlight? Uh, well, I'll say this that this is the veteran, uh, the veteran power hour. But at the same time, that we have other events. If if somebody is a veteran uh, and they're struggling, if they're having a hard time uh, with any type of substance misuse, um that we are going to be holding events uh, around okay. substance misuse issues as well. Uh, we're also looking to start a team consequence of habit. So if somebody has been, has suffered uh, whether, whatever it is, um, substance misuse issues, mental health, uh, but is now on a path where they're doing something uh, athletic. They're doing something like they got a race coming up. Uh, we're taking applications starting very soon to start helping support some of those people uh, and their endeavors, as long as they understand that, uh, 
there's a responsibility to bring others with you. Anything we do here, it's if if you're if you're heading in the right direction, it's your responsibility to grab as many people and bring them with you, right? Because that's what this this whole thing is about. That's great. Just so you've heard it here, it's it's a it's a access point. Yeah. You know, to to just really get some tools in your toolbox and to just be in the moment with yourself. So that, that that's great. That, that's, that's, that's really awesome. I, I keep saying this like, Oh, this is my favorite question. But, um, with everything we talked about, again, incredibly motivating, um, very encouraging. Um, I always close out, um, with, with, with the, uh, thank you for your service. Thank you. Uh, portion of this as a, th- you know, a thank you, but also what song, cause we're building a playlist cause you know, music is incredibly powerful. And for, for me, and I think for most, I think music is a universal language and helps us ground ourselves out. Right. Yeah. So what song do you want to dedicate to the veteran power hour? And what is the significance of the song to you? Um, I'm going to go with the, the, the Aver brothers head full of doubt, road full of promise. Mm-hmm. Um, just even the title alone kind of speaks to, I think, uh, my own experiences. Yeah. You know, just kind of doubting what I was capable of. Um, but I found out when, when you start facing some of the, some of your issues, start facing some of your problems, uh, again, it's friction. It adds growth. And you, you have no idea how, what you're capable of. Uh, but the real courage is is to be able to, to not just say it to yourself, but to maybe say it to someone you really trust. Yeah, uh, that I need to I need to make some change, and um, that stuff's not easy. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with that. Head head full of doubt, road full of promise. Well, I, I appreciate that. And, and on a closing note, again, thank you. And uh, for everyone listening, consequence of habit. You have a lot of great podcasts. I gotta admit, I, I'm only about two into it because I'm getting caught up. But from the two I've listened, have been amazing. So just another access point to hear points of views. So please go there, check it out, um, show show your support because it, it absolutely this is an amazing organization. And I, I appreciate I appreciate the time here today, JT. And take care and know that you're always welcome at the Veteran Power Hour here for us to collaborate, connect because this truly is a collaborative teamwork that to take care of one another and to take care of our veteran brothers and sisters first responders and their families awesome brother i really appreciate the invite man thank you very much all right cool there's a darkness upon me that's flooded in light in the fine print they tell me what's wrong and what's right and it comes in black and it comes in white and i'm frightened by those who don't see it Where nothing is owed, deserved, or expected And your life doesn't change by the man that's elected If you're loved by someone you're never rejected Decide what to be and go be it There was a dream
In the fine print they tell me what's wrong and what's right There's a darkness upon me that's flooded in light And I'm frightened by those who don't see it 